0: Good evening Family Church Waterside and welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Local. Um, so good that we can connect um, in this way I'm looking forward to bringing you the Word of God um, this evening. Um, I trust that you're all keeping keeping well. Um, myself and Wendy continue to very much keep you um, in our prayers during this time and yeah I'm just, just looking forward to sharing the Word of God as we just gather around uh, the bible this evening and continue to talk about nehemiah and what we can learn from um, nehemiah i believe god's going to speak into your hearts this evening so have open hearts come with open hearts um don't forget you can say hi in the chat uh, as well that'd be great um as you're sure you're aware um in terms of uh, kind of moving forward in, in church um the government are making an announcements tomorrow um can't really second guess these things um, because who really knows what's going to happen um but they're making announcements tomorrow about kind of the roadmap out of lockdown as they're calling it um so there may well be things that are going to affect us church-wise and we'll be able to make plans off the back of that um i don't know how detailed it's going to be because we have to wait until um you know wait till what's uh what said is said um but yeah i just encourage you to keep an eye on your emails keep an eye on facebook etc because um, we'll be letting you know um where it affects church in terms of our relaunch um uh, regatherings etc um so, so keep an eye on that and we'll fill you in and give you as much info as we can based on the information <laughs> that we're given um tomorrow so that's that's good and don't forget to keep your the government in your prayers as well and because they deal with the you know difficulties and the the big challenges of the current situation that they're they're navigating as well keep them in your prayers you know the government the the government the bible encourages us you know to pray for those in authority over us so yeah let's be doing that um and let's continue to stay connected i just encourage you to stay connected very much during this time as well there's lots of things going on church wise i'm not going to name them all um there's a weekly update goes out every friday so you can refer to the one from sent out a couple of days ago which just explains all the different things that are going on and how to access how to access them great stuff so before we get into the word of god we're just going to pray thank you jesus thank you lord thank you god thank you lord lord you're so so good lord and we just love thank you lord that we can gather around your word in this way lord we're doing it in a very different way we're doing it online lord god rather than in person lord god we thank you lord that nothing can stop us gathering around your word Nothing can stop, Lord, the power of your word. Lord, we thank you, Lord, your word is so powerful. Lord, it changes lives. It changes our own lives. It has changed us. Lord, it continues to change us, Lord. You're, you're making us more and more Christ-like, more and more like you. Lord, we just thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, the word of God would just do what it needs to do this evening. Lord, you would just speak into our hearts. Lord, change thought processes. Change our, change our hearts. Lord, God, do whatever you need to do. Lord, challenge us, train us, change us, Lord God, in Jesus' name amen 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 so oh my screens disappeared right there we go <laughs> um so the last few weeks we've been talking about um building the house and and we've doing a series of a whole number of weeks and um, we've got this week and next week will be the final week on building the house and we've got an exciting new series um after that um but we talking about building a house and building a house of your life that god desires to continue building and to be constantly building um, in, our, in our lives, continually doing more and more uh, in our lives, continue to do more and more blessings into our lives, more and more things uh, that he wants us to grow in, um, in our lives, he wants us to be reaching more people, he wants us to be changing to make us more and more Christ-like, so there's so much that God uh, wants to build and, and desires to build. Um, last week we were talking about dealing with um, challenges or dealing with opposition. You if you're going to build anything for God, if you're going to be an effective Christian for God and, and step into all the plans he has for you, the reality is you are going to face um, opposition. I'm not prophesying that negatively over you, but that's just a reality. You are going to face opposition. So we've been looking at the story, of course, of Nehemiah and when the Israelites had come back from exile in, in Babylon. And and there was a kind of a, a particular onus or responsibility or calling on Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and he did that with a lot of help from uh, his fellow Israelites, and he fulfilled that calling. So he rebuilt the walls, which had been completely lying in ruins because Jerusalem had been um, destroyed at that time. And we looked at different things at Nehemiah, like we looked at last week, different things that Nehemiah had to deal with, and and how this relates to the devil's tactics. Nehemiah, when he was just just a brief summary of last week, we looked at how Nehemiah had to deal with mockery, he had to deal with intimidation, he had to deal with fear. The people in the land would. Would, were strongly opposing what he was doing. We're trying to intimidate him, trying to bring fear, anxiety, or mocking them, and trying to get them to stop, basically, to stop them building, you know, what God had called them to do. And they're tactics that the devil will use. he will use mockery. He'll, he'll mock us, he'll, he'll try and intimidate us. He'll, he'll try and bring fear into our lives, he'll try and make us fearful that whatever we're doing is never gonna work, or that no, our is never gonna change. He'll try and get us to, to doubt what God has, what God has said. So those are tactics of the devil. So we don't need to ever be scared of the devil. We just need to be, we do need to be aware of how he works. And just so we're, so we can respond to that in the right way. And we looked last week at four different ways that Nehemiah responded, which we can learn from. So as he, as he was, the the enemy was bringing mockery, intimidation, fear. There's four great ways he responded. He responded with prayer. He responded with very much having a heart to work or a mind to work. He responded by being vigilant to the enemy's schemes not not scared of the enemy but just aware of what he was doing and and just vigilant just kept his spiritual eyes open and he fourthly he was very much focused on the lord and they're great things that we can apply to our lives when when we face opposition and maybe you're facing some it feels like some real spiritual opposition in your lives right now let's wrong with prayer let's have a heart to do all that god has called us to do let's just be vigilant and aware of what the enemy's trying to do and let's keep our eyes focused Focused on God. Amen. Praise God. So, God wants to be continually building uh, in our lives. We've used the analogy of like like a house, uh, of our life being a house. And God wants it continually being being built and strengthened and to look what God wants it to look like. And what we're going to look at tonight is about protecting what God has already built. So, as you're a believer this evening, God has already built a whole lot of things in your lives. You're already saved you're already on your way to heaven, you're already a brand new creation, praise God, the old has gone and the new has come, you know, um, you know, and we've got every spiritual blessing in Christ we've been blessed with, you know, we brought out of the dominion of darkness and into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the sun, that he loves, these are all just incredible things that God has done for us, these are things that's already built uh, into, our, into our lives. And and maybe you're stepping out into new ministry, um, you know, this year and stepping out into new things for God or reaching more people, seeing yourself as a soul winner and all the things that God wants to build into us. But God also wants us to continue moving forward. Absolutely. But he also very much wants to protect what he's already done. And it's really important to uh, to talk about these things. Um, So, again, we can be aware of just what the enemy will try and do or what just the circumstance of life try and do so we can protect what's already been built so it doesn't kind of fall flat you know jesus didn't he himself use those words and said build your life on, on his word on his teaching and put it into practice because if you don't do that then your life when the storms of life come then kind of the house of your life is just going to fall flat because it will have no foundations so god wants us to have strong foundations but continue to but to continually strengthen those foundations you know so that our house stays strong and continues to be built into all that god desires it to be Amen. So, so we go back to Nehemiah again and looking at some things that Nehemiah did to protect what had been built. So as they were building the walls, as God had commanded, there were different things that Nehemiah, or two particular things I'm going to look at, that God that God told Nehemiah to put into place. And he was obedient and, and did these two things. First one is in Nehemiah 4 verse 9. So the first thing Nehemiah did is he posted a guard 24 hours a day or 24 7 24 hours a day seven days a week Nehemiah 4 verse 9 says this but we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat and the preceding verse talk about the threat that we looked at last week the opposition so Nehemiah's response to protecting the people was to post a guard or to post a lookout now I just want to just use the analogy of um, just medieval castles you know we're in a country that's got lots and lots of castles and Wendy knows more about these things than me. So I'm not an expert on these things. <laughs> Wendy is a history teacher. She knows a lot more than me on these things. I so hopefully I'll get all this right, Wendy. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about medieval castles. And one thing that would happen in medieval castles, if you just kind of imagine this in your mind's eye, it just kind of like the, the walls that would be built, um, you know, to protect the castle, is that they would have constant uh, patrol and guards, that have guards on constant alert. And they would be on lookout for enemy attacks. And that would kind of be their sole role. It's like, don't worry about anything else. You just got to let us know if there's an enemy on their way. You just got to keep keep lookout. And and often in medieval times, they if they saw an attack coming, they they would blow a horn, and that would signify that an attack was on the way. So it was a way of letting everybody know in the castle. Obviously, no technology <laughs> in those days. Um, no way of letting people know. You can't text people, ring them up, or anything else. Um, the way they've let people know. Um, is to blow a horn, and that was signified the whole castle that attack was on the way, and it was probably the most important job out of all the soldiers, of course they were warriors and, and um, you know and, and bowmen and, and all those kind of different things that people did. But it was probably one of the most important jobs out of all the soldiers was just to keep lookout and to see what was coming. And, and And Nehemiah had had done this in this context. He 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 said it is prayed to God, and you know what God told him to do was to post to guard day. And night so they would be aware of when opposition was coming not to be scared of it not not to be fearful in any way But just to be aware of what was going on. Okay and secondly What Nehemiah did is he built strong gates in order to fortify the walls in Nehemiah 7 verses 1 to 4 it says this Now when the wall had been built and I'd set up the doors this is Nehemiah himself speaking so now when the wall had been built and I'd set up the doors and the gatekeepers the singers and the Levites have been appointed. I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the, the governor of the castle, charge over Jerusalem. For he was a more faithful and God-fearing man than many. So it says, when, when the wall had been built and I'd set up the doors. And it talks about the people he'd appointed. I said to them, verse 3, I said to them, let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot. And while they're still standing guards, it refers to the fact of standing guard again, let them shut and bar the doors appoint guards from among the inhabitants of Jerusalem some at their guard posts and some in front of their own homes the city was wide and large but the people within it were few and no houses had been rebuilt at this this stage they've just kind of done the walls and, and got the gates in place so this is something that God told Nehemiah to do and again in obedience um, he built strong gates after they got the walls done you know if they built walls but there's just a kind of a big gap because obviously you've got to be able to get through it somehow but if they just left a big gap then they would be very prone to the attacks of the enemy, of to of oppo- opposition, so they put strong gates in place, and then put people guarding around those around those gates um, as well. And they would they would shut the doors um, and bar the doors at night when it would have been easier for the enemy to attack. Okay, so just using the example again of um, medieval castles, and you know they had very very strong gates. Have you ever been to any of the castles that kind of littered all across England or Wales? Um, they would have very, very strong gates. There'd be oak gates, they'd be just incredibly heavy. I don't know how they used to get them in place for that, all the kind of the modern things we have these days to do it. But anyway, as to how they used to hang the gates, I don't, I don't know. But they're incredibly heavy, um, oak gates, very, very thick. So, and there'd be an outer wall first. Um, and then they would, then there'd be kind of an inner, inner keep, which causes like the mini inner castle, or, small, or the smaller the mini castle where the king would often reside. So you kind of have the outer wall, Then you'd have the the keep, the smaller castle on the inside, and then um sure if you've been to castles you'll know this or seen pictures of it, and then leading to that inner castle, there'd often be a moat um full of water, a big big ditch full of water, because it was just harder to cross and harder to harder to attack. And then there'd be a a drawbridge across that, so obviously so the people who need to cross it can cross it, and when they're under attack, they would pull the drawbridge up. And then even behind the drawbridge, there'd be a portcullis, which is like a big metal um, iron gate that you kind of slide down from above. I'm sure you've seen that in movies or in in pictures. And, you know, that's that's what they that's what they did in kind of medieval times because they knew how important it was to get the gates right. It was a very vulnerable, uh, you know, or potentially vulnerable situation. know if the gates weren't right so they had a moat and they had a had a portcullis and they had a and they had a drawbridge because they think and an incredibly strong gates as well that they're not going to to break that you know any enemies are not going to to break down with an axe or or anything else so so nehemiah put these two things in place in the same way just using that analogy of kind of medieval castles he posted guards 24 hours a day he knew that was an incredibly important thing to do and something that god had told him to do and he built very very strong gates in order to fortify The walls, so there were no kind of places that the enemy, um, you know, could infiltrate, and made sure those gates were shut at night as well, so the enemy can't couldn't get in, kind of uh, when it got dark. So there's lessons, there's lessons for us from that. I also want to just draw out some things out of that this evening. To protect what God has built, remember this is what we're talking about, what God has already built in our lives and continues to build, God also wants to protect it as well as continue moving us forward. We've talked about that, how God has always got new things for us. See how I'm doing a new thing, do you not perceive that I make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We've talked about that, God's always wanting us to to grow in him and to move into on into hit all that he has for us. But he also very much wants to protect what he's already done and protect what has already been built. So, I believe that God wants us to post, just like Nehemiah. and We've used that analogy of medieval castles. God wants us to post guards and to to post guards in our life and to build strong gates in our life. Now you may be thinking, what is what is that? Okay, that's that's good. But what does that actually look like? What does that look like in our Christian walk? What, what do you mean um, to post guards and to build strong gates? Um, you know, to protect what God has built. What does that mean? So, I want to look at um, some of uh, some of what Solomon said in the book of Proverbs. Now it says in the Bible that Solomon is the wisest man that, that ever lived, because God had imparted wisdom, supernatural, spiritual wisdom into him. And of course, he wrote the book of Proverbs um, and a few other books as well. But Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 23, it says this. This is Solomon writing to his son. He says this, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight and keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. This is the verse of—I mean—that's all amazing, brilliant stuff. But verse 23, I particularly want to focus on: above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So, above everything, guard your heart. So, this is the wisest man that's ever lived. The Bible says, and it was wisdom that had come from God Himself. Above all else. Guard your heart. So remember we are talking about, about protecting what's already been built in our life. Building, posting guards, building strong gates. So kind of how does bring all this, uh, start to bring all this together. So what does it mean to guard your heart? Well, your heart is your inner you. It's your inner inner you, the, the, the true essence of who you are. Your mind, your will and your emotions. You could use the word soul. It's your mind, your will and your emotions. So Solomon's saying here, so above everything else that you do, Make sure that your heart, your mind, your will and emotions are the inner essence of who you are. Make sure that it's well protected. OK, so why is it necessary to guard our hearts? Why is it necessary to guard the inner, inner us, our mind and our will and our emotions? Why is, it, why is that even important? Why, above all else, do we need to do that? And we're we'll kind of bringing the analogies of posting guards, building strong gates and bring all that together um, in a second. So why is it necessary to guard our hearts? So there's three things I want to look at i want to mention so firstly why is it necessary to guard our hearts it's necessary to guard our hearts because our, your heart your inner you your mind your will emotions is extremely valuable you know we don't need to guard things that are worthless like tonight is in where i live is rubbish night or they neglect on a sunday night also they collect in the morning but a lot of people put their rubbish out in the evening um as long as the foxes don't destroy it which has been happening a lot more <laughs> where i live recently anyway so but to use that analogy, when you put your rubbish out, it sits, sits in the front garden, it just kind of sits there. You don't have to guard it, you don't really worry about it, you don't even care about it really. You're just waiting for the dustman um, to come and collect it. Now, why don't you need to guard it? Because it's absolutely worthless. It's not it's not worth anything. Now, if you had something very valuable, you wouldn't leave that out of the front of your house um, all night. You know, you wouldn't leave you got a brand new TV or something, you wouldn't leave that out of the front of your house all night, because the reality is it may not stay there. It may not be there in the morning, but when it comes to uh, just some bags of rubbish then then you're going to treat that in a very very different way because because it's worthless but with your heart it's, it's totally different it's, it's not in any way worthless in fact it's extremely valuable and this is why it's necessary to guard it it's the essence of who you are it's, it's, it's your authentic self the core of your very being and it's where all your dreams and your desires and your passions live it's the part of you that connects with God and connects with other people you know, just like a physical body, our heart needs to work. Of course, there's lots of different things in this complicated body um, that God's given us. There's lots of things that need to function. But one of the most important, or probably the most important, is, is your heart. Right? If your heart stops and stops for a certain amount of time, there's only one thing that's going to happen, is you're, you're no longer going to live. You're, you're going to die. Um, if blood isn't being pumped around your body, there's only a certain amount of time that that can um, not be happening for before you're, you're going to face a whole load, whole load of issues. So in the same way, our spiritual heart is so, so important. He's going to face a whole load of problems if the spiritual heart uh, is not healthy, is not protected, if it's not valued. And that's why Solomon says above all else. He didn't say, well, if you just get around to it or it'd be nice if you did this. No, he says, make this your top priority to guard your heart, protect your heart. Okay, so we're going to look at how to do all this in a minute. So that's just point number one. Why is it necessary to guard our hearts? Number two is necessary to guard our hearts because your heart is the source of everything you do. Now, in the translation we read just a second ago, which is the NIV, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Different translations word it in slightly different ways. Many translations say, say um, your heart is the wellspring of life. Above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So in other words, it's the source of everything in your life, everything else in your life. Your heart overflows into thoughts and into words and into actions. Now, just to use an example of of a natural spring. If you can just think about that, where and a natural spring is where water of course, is, is it is kind of birthed from out, out of the ground and flows to the surface of the earth and then flows into 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 streams. And, you know, maybe eventually into rivers. And you know, if you plug up that spring, if that spring gets stopped underground, then it, you'd stop the flow of water. Right? That's what would happen. In the same way, if the water underground was poisoned, then the flow from it would become absolutely toxic. The flow from it and the stream and the rivers it eventually leads to would become toxic and poisoned. And life wouldn't be able to happen in them, right? So likewise, just using the same analogy. So everything depends on the condition of the spring. It has to be flowing and it has to be healthy. If it's not flowing, then it's just gonna stop completely. And if it's not healthy, then it's, it's, you know, further on as it kind of springs out of us, it's not it's not gonna bring healthy things. So likewise, if a heart, if your heart is unhealthy, it will have an impact on everything else. If your inner you is not healthy, it will threaten your family, your friends, what you do for God, your career, and even your legacy, what you kind of leave for the next generation. It's therefore absolutely imperative and important that you guard your heart. Amen? Above all else. So why is it necessary to guard our hearts? Because your heart is extremely valuable. Secondly, because your heart is the source of everything you do. And thirdly, because your heart is under constant Attack. Now, when Solomon says to guard your heart, he implies you're living in a combat zone, one in which there are casualties. There's so, so often we can be kind of just oblivious, not aware of the reality of this war. So we talked a lot about that last week. We have an enemy who is bent on our destruction. He not only opposes God, but he opposes everything that is aligned with him, including us. So again, we don't need to be fearful in any way, but we do need to be aware that our heart is a spiritual heart of who we are. Is, is under constant attack just using a natural analogy where, where they call it a heart attack don't they when someone has a physical problem with their heart so it's also true in the spiritual that the devil um, your enemy will try and bring your your natural heart your mind will and emotions a core for who you i will try and bring it under attack so there are three reasons why it's necessary to guard our hearts time is going so quick tonight um but it's got some more things to get through so let's just keep moving on so that's, that's three reasons why it's important to guard our heart. So now we're going to kind of bring all this together. We, we used the analogy of medieval castles. We used um, the story of Nehemiah to talk about how we to protect the walls, what God had told him to build. He, he put gates in place, strong gates in place, and, and he posted a guard 24-7 um, to be on the lookout for enemy attacks. So kind of let's, let's bring all that thing together. We just looked at why it's important to protect our heart, but how do we actually do it? How do we build strong gates of... Protection. How do we guard our hearts? How do we how do we be on guard for what the enemy is trying to do? How, how do we do that? How do we protect what God has built? So there's four things. There's a lot of different points uh, this evening. four different things. Number one, not necessarily in this this particular, in any particular order, but these are four things I want to look at. Number one, we need to deal with our thoughts. Deal with our thoughts. You know, in this world that we live, you can sort of just be bombarded just with stuff, can't you? Just just comes into your mind and not all of it is godly. That's the reality. Um, and God wants us to deal with our thoughts because the devil will try and bombard us with just the circumstances of life or just other people will try and bombard our thoughts with things that, that, that God would want us to be thinking and dwelling on. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5, Paul says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine p- power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. So we know the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world; that we're in a spiritual battle. You know, we've got time to talk about all this tonight, and we, we touched on it last week about the armor of God, as recorded in Ephesians, Ephesians 6. We know that our battle is not against flesh and blood; it's against spiritual um, principalities and powers. But then it talks about what you actually do with thoughts that, that aren't right, that aren't, aren't from God, is we take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. You know, in the world that we live, we can so often be bombarded with thoughts, can't there be thoughts of anxiety? You know, you can watch the news for, you know, in the day in which we live. And I'm not saying it's wrong to watch the news because it's good to be just aware of what's going on. But you can watch some of the stuff and it can easily create thoughts of anxiety, can't it? Or maybe you going through some difficult stuff at work that can create thoughts of anxiety. Maybe just struggling through lockdown and the reality that we can't really, get, can't really do a lot um, as, as things stand. Now, That can create thoughts of anxiety. There could be impure thoughts. Thoughts that are just not godly and and not holy um, in, a, in a sex-obsessed world um, that we live in. There could be impure thoughts that enter our minds. There could be thoughts of temptation. Thoughts of temptation to sin. And The, the thought of temptation to sin is not, a, is not a sin in itself, but it is an issue if we don't take it captive. Because the reality is... Um, if we don't take it captive it's going to get down into our hearts when we're talking about protecting our hearts and then we will end up giving in to the temptation you have to deal with temp- the key to overcoming temptation is to deal with it at the thought level when it, when, when it's out of thought then then deal with it and, and deal with it quickly as well don't let it take root or take root um, in your heart maybe thoughts of pride you know that can be an issue in the life of a christian kind of those thoughts that come into my head well, well i know better what does that person know what does my pastor know what what does even even god know about my situation i i know best i know what i'm doing i know what's best for my life and i'm going to do it i'm going to do it my way as frank sinatra sang about um but we need to deal with our thoughts so whether thoughts of anxiety impure thoughts thoughts of temptation or thoughts of thoughts of pride if we're going to build strong gates of protection if we're going to post a guard in our life to protect what god has already built to protect our heart remember above all else guard your heart if we're going to do that that means taking thoughts captive and, and dealing with it at a thought level to demolish arguments, everything that sets itself against the knowledge of God, and take those thoughts captive, make them obedient to Christ. Now, if you've got thoughts going through your head right now or in, in, in the coming hours and, and days, it, deal with them, take them captive. Say, no, that's God, say, no, that thought is not off you, God. I'm going to take that captive, command it to go in, in Jesus' name. But take it captive, don't, don't, be, too, don't be laid back about this stuff. You know, and because uh, the reality is, those thoughts will take root and will start to produce fruit in your life, but not but not good fruit, uh, things that aren't going to be helpful for you to so deal with them. thoughts of anxiety and pure thoughts, proud thoughts, thoughts of temptation. Deal with them at the root level, take them captive. So we're talking about how we guard and protect our hearts. Number two, pray for protection. You know, we need God's protection. Aren't you so glad that we're not in this battle on our own? In fact, we've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on our side not just not as any king we've got the king amen on our on our side you know the devil is not the king of anything it says the bible says we'll be brought out of the dominion of darkness and into the kingdom of his son it doesn't say we'll be brought out of the kingdom of darkness the devil is not a king of anything um he, he will try and have a bit of power and all power that people will give him so he's got a dominion but he's, he's he has not does not have a kingdom only god has a kingdom he is the only king amen and the king of kings and Lord of Lords, as I said. So he is on our side, and God wants to help us. Philippians 4, verse six to seven, says this. So pray for protection. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation where prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your present requests to God, and a peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. That's what we're talking about, is how do we guard our hearts? How do we build strong gates in our lives? And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So pray for protection. It says here that God wants us to bring our requests to him. Remember, when we pray, we're not giving God information. It's not because he's not aware. It's not because he's not shocked. He's not like, "Whoa, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was going on in your life. You know, it's not because God doesn't know, but he wants us to bring our requests to him. It's the key to doing with anxiety. It says, do not be anxious about everything, anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and then that supernatural peace—it's beyond human understanding—will guard your heart and mind. You know, the supernatural peace of God is just incredible, because it can just bring peace in literally any situation, whatever you may be going through right now, or might deal with in the future. God can fill you with that supernatural peace. You don't need to lie awake at night. You don't need to be stressed out. You don't need to be full of anxiety. You don't need to you don't need to be feel sick. You don't need to be off your food. None of those things are, are intended for a life. a christian because god wants to flood you and fill you with a supernatural peace and it's a and you know i've experienced that so many times on a continual basis in my life but i think about some real difficult situations that i've i've faced i mean i've just known the peace of god and it did it was it was it was almost bizarre and i mean that in the right sense what i mean is because it didn't make any sense in the situation everything within me was was like everything physically within me was encouraging me to be anxious (laughs) But I just felt just so peaceful in it all, as I was just kind of just trusting him. So God wants you to know that supernatural peace. Let's be praying for protection. You know, pray over what God's built in your life. Be praying over your family. Be praying over your marriage. Be praying over your children. Be praying over all that God's uh, calling you to step into. Be praying over the church. Be praying over your friends, over over your family. Amen. And God wants to fill with this supernatural peace. Amen. That's beyond human understanding. Okay, so... How do we build strong gates of protection? We deal with our thoughts. Second, we pray for protection. Thirdly, we, we trust God. It very much follows on from um, you know, the peace of God and, you know, and praying for protection to just trust God. Proverbs 3, says so is Solomon again writing this. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. So we can see how submission is, is key in the life of a Christian to, to submit to God and, and to his ways. Remember that's dealing with, with pride. We talked about the thoughts of pride earlier. But to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and all of our inner being, our inner core, our mind, our will, and emotions, just to trust him. It, here it's promised that he will keep us on the straight path in the storms of life that we can we can we can trust him. Amen. Now, let's think about Peter and Peter walking on the water, well, when Jesus walking on the water and, and calls Peter out of the boat um, to come and walk on the water towards him. And I'm sure you, you, you know the story. And, and as Peter's kind of keeps his eyes on Jesus, everything's going <laughs> brilliantly. And, you know, but, you know, when he starts to kind of take his eyes off of Jesus and, and kind of is not trusting him um, as he should, and starts looking at the waves and the storm and the wind that's going on around him, then, then, then he starts starts to sink. You know, his faith, faith rapidly turns into fear and, and Jesus has to rescue him. But you can trust God through the storm. Maybe you're through a storm in your life right now. I want to encourage you to know that you can trust God. He will never, ever let you down. He's not capable of letting you down. It would break his very character uh, to let you down. He's promised that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Amen that even if you go through the valley of the shadow of death, that your rod and your staff, they come for me. He's talking about the analogy of a shepherd and how the shepherd continues continues to lead us and protect us even though we go through the darkest valley, that's in Psalm 23, of course. But we can trust God in the storm. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. You know, we live in a world that's obsessed with getting understanding. Now, I'm not saying it's not a good thing to get educated or to go to university and all those other kind of different ways you can be educated. I'm not saying they're bad things at all. What I am saying is we live in a world that's kind of obsessed with getting our own understanding. Only if I could just better myself, if I can make a a better, a better me, if I can live my best life and all this kind of stuff that gets bandied around these days. But the key to being an effective Christian and to step into your best life or God's best life for you would be a better way of saying it is to trust in him and trust in him each step of the way and to be obedient uh, to his voice. Amen. And fourthly. And again, it's connected with the one we just mentioned. It's just to keep your heart focused, to keep your heart focused, so to trust him, but keep your heart focused on God. We live live in a world, again, where there's so many different distractions. And not those distractions are bad things, but they will be distractions. And, And God wants you just to keep your heart focused upon him. And that's one way you'll be able to guard your heart. Psalm 119, verse 9 to 11, the psalmist says this, How can a young person stay on a path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not lay, let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart. Remember, we're talking about guarding our hearts. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the psalmist is saying here how important it is to seek God with all of our heart and also to hide his word in our hearts, to, to, to not get distracted, to not get distracted to the, to the left or, or, or to the right. And to hide the word of God, to listen to the word of God, to to get the word of God down deep inside us, to hide it within us, to seek him with all our heart. Of course, Matthew 6, verse 33 makes that so clear to seek him first and and all his righteousness and all those things that we can get anxious about will be added unto us. God will provide. You know, I'd encourage you to allow the word of God to get down deep into your heart, allow allow it to change you. You know, God doesn't want us just to know what the word of God says, but to actually actually do it. Amen. That's what Jesus gave was saying, going back to the analogy of the, how you build your life and, and building it on the rock. We need to get it down deep into our hearts, but also to put it into, into practice and, and to live it out. Then our hearts, then our lives will be strong. Our hearts will be strong and guarded and protected, but our lives will be strong um, in him. So let's live according to his words. Seek him with all that we are. Don't stray from his commands. Hide the word of God. let get it down deep inside us allow the word of god to change us allow the word word of god to convict us allow, allow the word of god to challenge us whatever whatever it needs to do just let's allow it to do that amen praise god so so time's gone and gone very quickly as it always does at sunday night local so just kind of to summarize um you know what we'll be talking about tonight i trust it's spoken into your lives uh, this evening we looked at nehemiah and how he posted guards, he, he dealt with opposition in two different ways, or to protect what had been built. He de- dealt with that in two different ways. He posted guards 24 hours a day, 24-7, and he built strong gates to fortify the walls. And we use the analogy of a medieval castle, and they did they very much did those two things as well. And then we looked at what Solomon said about, above all else, guard your heart, and, and protect what, what God has done. Protect who you are. Remember, that's what we're talking about, protecting what God has built protect the inner core of who you are. We look to why it's necessary to guard our hearts because it's very because your heart is so valuable. It's the source of everything you do and because your heart is under constant attack. And then how do we guard and protect our hearts? Using the analogy of Nehemiah, how do we how do we build strong gates? How do we post a guard so that so that um you know we're we're on the lookout for every attack of the enemy. We deal with our thoughts, take thoughts captive, deal with them at the thought level, don't allow them to become sin in your life. Pray for protection. God wants us to pray, not because He doesn't know, but He, said, he says, present your requests to God, is what Paul says. Amen. let we trust in God in every situation, trust Him in the Lord with all your heart. Amen. He will promise He'll keep you on the straight path. And keep your heart focused. Seek Him with all your heart. Don't be distracted. Don't get to get pulled to the left or to the right, but keep your heart completely focused on Him and all that He desires to do in, in your life. Seek Him first. Amen. And of course, allow the word of God just to outwork in you and, and live it out. And just know the word of God, and but also live it out too and allow it to change you. Amen. Praise God. Let's just pray into those things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're such a good, good God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for, Lord, for every single person, Lord, who's listening this evening. Lord, we thank you for what you built into their lives, Lord God. Lord, what you've already done, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to continue to do, Lord God, and I've got in the in days and months and years ahead for each and every one of us, Lord God. Lord, we just pray your protection, Lord God, Lord, over what you've already built, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord, you just, Lord, you help us, Lord, just to deal with our thoughts. Lord, when our thoughts come, Lord, that aren't right and they're not from, not from you and they're not good, Lord, help us to deal with that, Lord, to guard our hearts, to guard, Lord, what you've already built, Lord, to guard that in Jesus' name. Lord, to take those thoughts captive, oh God. Lord, we continue to pray for protection. Lord, we pray over our families. Lord, we pray over our marriages. Lord, we say, Lord, our marriages are not going to become another cystic of divorce or, or of pain or, or of trouble. Lord, God, we just pray your supernatural protection over our marriages in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray your supernatural protection over our families, Lord God. Lord, over over our children, Lord God, that they will come to faith, Lord, for themselves, Lord God. Lord if, got, Lord, if there are those, Lord, with children who've kind of wandered away from you, Lord, we just pray for your continued protection for them. Lord, you'll keep them safe, Lord. You'll protect them physically, emotionally, spiritually, Lord, and they will come back to you, just like this, Lord, the incredible story of the prodigal son. They will run back, Lord, to your loving arms. Lord, you're just, just waiting there at the end of the road, waiting for them to return, Lord God. Lord, we pray for protection over people's finances. Lord, pray for protection over people's health. Lord, I pray, Lord, we be a people, Lord, that totally trust you, Lord, just implicitly trust you, Lord, whatever we're going through, whatever the storm, whatever the circumstances or the current situation, or with COVID, Lord, God, we just choose to be a body of people that completely trust you, Lord, we say that our faith is totally in you, our faith is not in other people, it's not in as great as governments are, our faith is not in governments, our faith is not in vaccines, our faith is totally in you. And we find our security completely in you. We trust in the Lord. We trust in you with all our hearts. Lord, we choose not to lean on our own understanding or or on the world's understanding. We choose, Lord, just to lean on you, Lord. And we choose, Lord, to keep our heart focused, Lord God, To, to live according to your word, to seek you with all our hearts. Not to be distracted, Lord God, but to seek you with all that we are, Lord God. I pray, Lord, everyone listening, Lord, tonight. Lord, you would just protect what you have built in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You're so, so good. We thank you for your supernatural protection. Lord, fill them all with your peace, that peace that passes all understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I trust that's really spoken into your life um, tonight. So let's just be a people that protect what God has already built in our lives. Amen. And continue to believe for good things into the future. We've got the final part of um, uh, building your life next week so that's gonna be good and then as i said in a couple of weeks time we'll another brand new series um which is gonna be really, really exciting as well so looking forward to that but yeah have a great week don't forget to keep an eye on your emails facebook uh, etc um different things we'll be talking about church coming out following on from the announcements that the government uh, make uh, tomorrow and we'll see what that see what that means for the future but well, of course we'll let you know uh, as soon as decisions have been made but yeah just keep keep an eye out for all those things uh, have a great week and we're praying for you all and we miss you all and yeah we'll see you very very soon bye